0: These are the things that typically end up being deal breakers in a relationship that makes the relationship unsustainable in some way. And because it is such an intimate, vulnerable topic, a lot of couples actually struggle even talking about
1: right, it. Right, exactly. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, The Importance of Shared Values.
0: There it is. Well done, my love. Thank you. Well done, well done.
1: So what's on the docket for today, honey?
0: Here's the topic we're talking about today. Okay. I went back and looked at all hundred and thirty episodes, 31 episodes, Mm -hmm. 130 episodes of our podcast, and I realized we haven't done an episode yet on one of the most important topics around marriage. It's actually one of the parts of the Secure Marriage Framework. You're kidding me. No. We've talked about it a lot, but we've never done a specific episode dedicated to this one topic, and that is oneness or shared values. Oh, yeah. More specifically, the big five. These are the things that typically end up being deal breakers in a relationship that makes the relationship unsustainable in some way. Right. And that is, again, values. We don't have the same values as your spouse when you guys are on different pages. I always use the example, if you and I are going to take a road trip and we get in the car and you say, great, let's head to Canada. And I'm going, no, 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 we're going to San Diego.
1: Wait and a minute. You should flip that around because you like Canada like and I Canada like and I yeah, so, San okay, Diego.
0: I want to go to Canada. You want to go to San Diego. Perfect. Can we ride in the car together if we're leaving from Portland?
1: No, of course not. It's not going to happen, because they're, No, they're two different directions.
0: And so if you're not on the same page around these big issues in your marriage, you tend to lose the marriage. They usually will break down whether it's sooner or later, but a lot of marriages struggle with staying together when they don't have similar values or shared values. Right. And the big five are sex, money, parenting, faith, and family. Yep sex. Most couples at some point will fight over sex. you frequency who initiates, sexual history, sexual preferences, all these kind of things. There's always some sort of either disappointment or frustration and because it is such an intimate vulnerable topic a lot of couples actually struggle even talking about it.
1: Right, exactly. They
0: just don't even want to go there. They just want to have it but they don't want to talk about it. And And that causes problems. Unfortunately it does and so being able to no, are we on the same page do we have the same sexual tastes or sexual drives? drives yeah so sex money money is a huge thing that couples fight about oh absolutely all the time who's making the money? Who's controlling the money? What does money mean? Is it freedom? Is it security? Is it control? Is it fun?
1: Do we have the same bank account? Do we have split bank accounts? Who gets to say who spends the money? Do I have to ask to spend the money?
0: Yeah. I mean, I was just looking through other questions that I've seen come in. And one of them is, what do you do when your spouse is uh, uber controlling around money? This is one of those values questions, right? because if you're feeling controlled and financially, then it makes your life miserable. And lots of couples have broken up over you know fights over money. So correct sex money, parenting. So if you have small kids or even if you have blended families, if you have older kids, parenting and parenting styles, usually cause a lot of problems in relationships because mm-hmm. who's the disciplinarian? Who's being too tight, too strict? Who's being too loose? Who actually has authority over the kids, especially with a blended family? Right. Uh, and you have step-parents involved. A lot of these conflicts uh, show up around parenting. Even when the kids are getting older and how much freedom do we give them? How much control do we have? If you have one parent who still wants to be uber controlling of the kids and one wants to let them you know, go off and experience their life, creates lots of drama and yes. dynamics in a relationship. Sex, money, parenting, faith. So this is um, both spiritual faith, religion, church, but also kind of world, world view. view. So politics, cultural issues, all those kind of things fall into this. It's just kind of where is truth? What is right? What is wrong? This issue right here Actually, most recently for myself, I've seen several couples either separate or divorce because of the past political climate with the last election. And this has been deal breakers in their relationship. It has caused so much stress and conflict and tension in their lives that they're miserable. Right. So sex, money, parenting, faith, and then family, typically extended family. Yes. This is kind of the start of the season where I get busy around this topic because people are starting to think about thanksgiving and christmas Christmas. trips and presents and all those things and how do they relate to extended family or even more specifically i see young couples come in whose extended family their parents are butting in or being too nosy or trying to be too controlling or having expectations that are inappropriate or difficult or one set of parents not liking the spouse of their kid i mean Extended family can blow up a marriage really, really fast.
1: Right. Well, and it's particularly hard, too, when either yourself or your spouse has a difficult time severing that connection. Sometimes the spouse will be like, I'll just throw this in Mm -hmm. a generic setting of it's usually a husband has a hard time severing a relationship, but just cutting that relationship with his mom. Right. And so the mom will end up taking precedence over the wife. And that is a huge thing for a wife because then you don't feel valued all the time. And so that's another thing that comes up in that. We call
0: these the big five. Again, sex, money, parenting, faith and family. They're all values and they're not the only values that can cause problems. Some of the other more common ones um, is schedule. okay, Uh, working or availability. Friends is a really big one and uh, fitness. So health food, those kind of things. Lots of those dynamics play into conflict in a relationship when one spouse wants their husband or wife to look a certain way or exercise at a certain sure. level or things like that. But all of these are rooted in values and values are typically caught, not taught. So values, these things that you hold dear and are important to you, are usually learned early on in life. Yes. And Again, you're not overtly taught them. You just kind of pick them up because this is the the culture of the family that you've grown up in. And so if you grow up in a family that values money and money is the most important thing and you hold on to money and you save it, but you earn and you earn a lot of it and you don't just spend willy-nilly and then that person marries someone that money wasn't always abundant. They were kind of lower on the socioeconomic scale and they're struggling with money and money is about freedom and to enjoy. Mm -hmm. That
1: can cause a problem. Their
0: stories, their childhood, the homes they grew up in is going to cause constant tension and conflict within their marriage because they're coming at it from two entirely different foundational places. Right. And most couples don't talk about their values. They don't talk about their beliefs and why they believe what they believe.
1: Right. No, because they just don't think about you are so caught up in the whirlwind of love and getting to know each other in relationship. You just think happy thoughts and everything's going to be fine and you don't think about these are the things that we really need to talk about prior to even probably getting engaged so that we can see are there any things where we differ and is this going to be a red flag or is this something that we can actually work through together yeah
0: These are some of the topics that I go over when I'm working with clients doing either premarital or even pre-engagement counseling. Sometimes pre-engagement counseling is easier because once you get engaged, once there's a ring on a finger, once the invites are sent out, and then you start to find all these red flags or these cautionary things in the relationship.
1: It's really hard to break it off because that emotional piece of, I don't want to be embarrassed. I'm just going to stick with it and hopefully things will work out.
0: And that wishful thinking, hopefully things are going to work out. It never works out. Right. It might work out for a couple of years, but it always leads to either frustration, resentment, disappointment in the relationship.
1: Or people overt. find secure marriage and they learn how to work through it and then it turns out okay.
0: That's usually the case actually. <laughs> Most people, when they're struggling with their marriage, find our podcast, they listen to it, and miraculously, their world has changed. Exactly. You're welcome. <laughs> That's what we would hope. That's why we put this right. podcast out there. You and I bumped up against some of these things. We oh, sure. with different expectations and different values around these things, and we had to actively talk them out and figure it out for ourselves so we didn't drive each other nuts.
1: Yes, and I'll just mention a funny one. Sure. Um, because growing up in my house, my dad always mopped the kitchen floor. Uh-huh. Now, this is not a big thing. It's not a, a huge deal or yeah. anything. But when we got married, I had the expectation that you would mop the kitchen floor. Yeah, all and my husbands
0: mop the kitchen yes, floor. Yes. And
1: when you never mop the kitchen floor and I had to mop the kitchen floor, I was actually a little resentful. It's like, why am I having to do this? Yeah. This is his job. And here I'm stuck with it again. Yep. I mean, that's just a little thing and yeah. very easy to work through because you talk about it. Yep. Well, we didn't talk about it at all because I was too afraid to bring it up. and Sure. And that's just a little thing. But those are the kind of things that if you don't know that you have different values, then it can be a problem. You
0: stack a bunch of little things on top of each other and it becomes one honking big bad thing. Yes, exactly. And it ruins your marriage.
1: But that was the only little thing.
0: (laughs) That's the only thing we ever had in our (laughs) marriage ever. (laughs) The rest of our marriage is perfect. So uh, everyone looked. at no,
1: us. No, no, no. People were going to say, oh, no, you don't have a perfect marriage. But, but we
0: do have a secure marriage. Exactly. We keep saying that. And yes. that's true. We don't have a perfect marriage, but we do have a secure marriage. Yes. And that's exactly what we want you guys to have as well. So yep. if this is helpful, if this is ringing some bells and you want more information, you can go to securemarriage.com. Uh, there's a little quiz on there to kind of evaluate where you fall on the six parts of the secure marriage framework. This one we just talked about is actually one of them. It's the next to the last one. It's called oneness. Do you have oneness of values? So you can rate yourself on the other five that are part of the framework and see how strong or how secure your marriage actually is. And then from there, there's free courses that come in the email and we make your day. There's book resources and program resources and everything else. So anyway, we hope this is helpful. We hope this makes sense and kind of clarifies sort of the importance of values. Anyway, thank you for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time. Alrighty. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.